This is Unplugged, 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 Unplugged. Welcome to this episode of Unplugged. We are on a journey to learn how best we can discern what to expect this year, 2023, and how we can better equip ourselves for the journey ahead of us this year through scripture, that is through the lens of the living word of God or the word. Yeah, it's both the living word of God and the word of the living God. I we're going to touch on another tool of guidance that I believe you need to activate this year. Why is that? It, it's, it's very important. It's very critical. It's very urgent. Uh, you probably, a lot of people have put this off, but I will tell you this. It is very, very urgent and critical that this year you need to have an answer to this question. And the question is one, why am I here? What is my calling? What is my calling? You need to have an answer to this question. It's not a question that you can put off much longer. If you have not settled this, then you're still moving out of alignment. And you know, many, many times when you, you touch on this subject, I think people are always asking themselves about people who have figured out what their calling is. And they think that you may not, you, you, you're not going to have the full picture. Actually, you might have the picture, but you may not have the details. Or at least you'll have the, 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 the shell, you know, like you'll have the blueprint. But if you haven't settled on this question here, if you don't have an answer, if you honestly sit down within your heart of hearts and you say, you know what? I still do not know what God has called me to do. Because um, as I was trying to seek the mind of the Lord this morning, it, it took me some time. I was trying to find his wavelength. I was trying to find his frequency because there are a couple of things that I was considering. But as I said, I, 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 I'm, I'm getting to this place where I like to find out, God, what is, where is your mind right now? What are you, from your point of view, what are you seeing? What is urgent? What is critical for us? as your sons and daughters, what, how do we need to shape up? And 
there is this is this is this is the core this question here is the core i i believe that this question here realigns everything around you the question of answering what am i called to do because if this question is not answered then it's very easy for you to uh be in the wrong job be in the wrong career date or marry the wrong person live in the wrong city live in the wrong country um it, it, basically this this is this is it this is it this this is the question that if we are going to have any expectation of really tapping into God's best for us, then this is the question that needs to be answered because everything in scripture talks about how his plans for us were ordained before the foundation of the world. A lot of you are familiar with this scripture out of Jeremiah, but this applies to all of us. Remember, the word of God is written to all of us. The moment you make the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, your rule book or your guiding um, manual becomes the living word of God. And the living word of God is written for all of us, his sons and daughters. Okay, so in the book of Jeremiah is a good place for us to start as 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 I as I want to pass on what the Lord laid on my heart to you. It says in Jeremiah chapter one, verses four, he says, Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Before I formed you in the belly, I knew you. And before you came forth out of the womb, I sanctified you and I ordained you a prophet unto the nations. Okay? Now, then Jeremiah, this is how Jeremiah basically reacted. And this is how a lot of us react. Then said I, Ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a child. This is how the Lord answered him. He said, but the Lord said unto me, say not, I am a child. For you shall go to all that I shall send you. And whatsoever I shall command you, thou shall speak. Then he says, be not afraid of their faces, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth and the Lord said unto me, behold, I have put my words in your mouth. See, I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down, to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. Now, then he goes and say, now, 
Thank you, Holy Spirit. I've already been arrested. <laughs> I love it. I just love it when I'm when I'm a little bit nervous on coming on the air and I'm like, Lord, give me an entry point. And as we read through scripture, it's like right there. Okay, so since we're talking about callings, you, there's six callings that I see here in the word of God. Because Jeremiah, we're talking about the, you know, calling. So I want to give you some direction on how you can figure out your calling. So the first thing is, personally, I've gone through this. I've gone through this. I, it, mine, I really got to get the blueprint of what I've been called to do uh, beginning of 2020. That's when, actually, no, really 2021, to be honest. 2020 was a year of kind of closing up the chapter of my old life and really figuring out that all the things that I'd been trying to do and the skills that God had given me, I was using them out of alignment. So 20, the year 2020 for me was a year of getting in alignment. Now, 2021 is when I, is when I, is when I received my blueprint and of my calling. So, um, it was, it was a very interesting time and likely enough, mine came, it came through scripture, which is where I want to get to. Now, there's a couple things I want to lay out for us here and some, just some insight that the Lord just gave me right now. This week, actually, I, I was challenged because every time, one of the things that happens is that Satan the enemy, he will try to move your pivot foot. It's just kind of like in basketball, you know, when when they say, you know, when you plant your pivot foot and you pivot, you know, you you kind of, um, you, you leave one foot as the pivot, then you turn, but you, you know, once you move your foot, if your opponent can get you to move your pivot foot, normally it turns into an you know, um, into you know they, they call it like a you know a walk, you know. So, so I felt that the last couple of weeks, I'm you know, I felt like I was like, Lord, you know, I'm I'm doing some of the things that you come and do, but am I still, you know, on the path? Like I was inquiring, I felt like some blurriness had come in into the vision, the, the, the calling blueprint that I received back in 2021. And the Lord challenged me and said, you are not keeping the blueprint that I gave you about your calling right in front of your eyes. Yes, you have written it down in a journal and you've stacked it away. But he said to me that the most valuable thing that I have right now to keep my mind steady, to calibrate my mind every time there's something that speaks contrary to what he has called me to do is I need to keep those scriptures where he gave me that he used to enlighten me about what I've been called to do in this generation at the forefront. 
So what I did is I took out those scriptures again, um, went through all of them, and uh, and I brought them. I I I have like a, a not keeping up, which is like my online journal. You know, I have like a a book journal, like a hard copy journal. But I've been finding that for me ever since I started journaling online, like on this app, my journaling has just gone through the roof because I can journal throughout the day, thoughts, ideas, questions that I have for God, um, you know, things to talk about, you know, on the podcast and all of those things. So I keep like an online journal uh, and, and I have, you know, every day, you know, there's different categories within my journals, like, you know, you know, I have, I have one for like dreams, you know, visions, plans, all of these things. So the blueprint for my calling was stacked away. It was at the back. And the Lord was in challenging me and telling me that you have to understand that those scriptures that I use to call you to, to the things that I that you're going to be walking into your destiny or calling, those are the most valuable possessions that you have for me. You have figured out that part. You have figured out what your calling is. But the issue is you're not keeping it at your forefront. You should be meditating on your calling. <laughs> In fact, you gave me a prescription to say that since you have kind of moved these this whole blueprint I gave you at the back of your mind, I need you to now start meditating on them three times a day. You know, read those scriptures, read da 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 da, da. go through them in the morning, in the afternoon, at night, before bed, so that I can recalibrate my mind to, because if God has given me a word and saying, Calvin, I expect you to do this, this is what I've called you to do, you know, he expects me to stay connected to that frequency, to stay, to keep tuning in into the signal. Because Satan, what Satan is going to try to do is Satan is going to try to move me, to move my pivot foot. Satan is going to try and get my imagination, my mind, and my thoughts off the ball. As they like to say in sports, they say, keep your eyes on the ball. You know, uh, in, 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 in football, it, it, you know, even when you're running a route as a wide receiver, it, there's a saying, they say, keep your eyes on the ball. So whatever, if you make, let's say, a crazy route, you know, like, um, you know, if you, if, you, if, you, if, you, if you make a running route and you're not keeping your eyes or, or, or like, like on the ball, you know, where the quarterback is going to throw that ball, where the ball is coming, you're going to miss it. It doesn't. So all your route running, all that does is to, is, is to get you where the ball is going to be, right? You have to keep your eyes on the ball. And so the Lord was telling me, move those scriptures to the forefront and saying, because Satan has started creeping in thoughts that this 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 calling is not going to be this destiny and they for us as christian believers the most prized position that you can have in all of your life is knowing what your calling is 
it, it governs. Once that middle piece is, is, is placed in, it, because it, it's not like the puzzles that we have, you know, like, like, like the, the puzzles that we have where it's like you can build the outside part of the puzzle and then eventually find the last piece, the middle piece. No, 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 no. We're supposed to find the middle piece, the core, which is our, what God has called us to do. Then we build everything around that. That directs everything. That becomes the lens of, of, of me deciding, should I marry this person or should I marry that person? Should I go to that job or should I not? And it is only through that that you're going to experience the highest power of God's hand upon your life. Blessing, knowledge, wisdom, health, long life. All of those things are going to be rerouted, are going to be aligned based on the middle piece. So remember in a, lot, in, in a few episodes back, we were asking, I, I did mention that God had challenged me to say that stop seeking only breakthroughs. Say you, you came into me to seek a breakthrough. But a breakthrough, even if I make it available today, you will still, you can get back into trouble, right? You can get back into trouble. What you need is you need to start seeking me more for breakthrough wisdom because breakthrough wisdom will uplift you from the dark. It will uplift you from the pit. It, breakthrough wisdom liberates you forever and we don't want to keep going around the mountain you know in, in, in exodus uh, joshua told the children of israel you have encamped you have compassed around this mountain too long right meaning you've gone around the same thing for too long you keep going around that issue a breakthrough comes you go back around it uh, you need another breakthrough you get a breakthrough you go back into the issue breakthrough wisdom is something that liberates you and you don't have to go through that issue again. You don't have to keep breaking through, breaking through, breaking through. No, you break through once and forever and that issue is done. Okay, so my challenge to me this week was that Calvin, get your eyes back on the ball. I'm only going to guide your life. I'm only going to comfort you. I'm only going to encourage you. I'm only going to maximally provide for you protect you in this alignment so satan's job is to get you out of alignment but you need to get under you need to get in alignment so some of you are asking and and you haven't answered this question but you're asking god for a job breakthrough right so god it's very funny what i'm getting to learn about him is uh Sometimes he will hold back on giving you something to see if you can catch the signal that he's expecting you to ask a higher question, to ask the real question. You know, he might hold back on, you know, providing a way out for the breakthrough, but because he wants you in that moment of pressing, of crashing to say, what is really the problem causing this problem? What is really the root issue behind this problem? Once you ask him for that, he says, okay, this person, because they're seeking me on that level, they're seeking me on a higher level than just a lower level. Then he'll give you the breakthrough and also breakthrough wisdom. 
He'll show you how to never deal with that. So some of you are asking God for a husband. You're asking God for a, for a wife. You're asking God for a house. You're asking God for a job. You're asking God for a car. You're asking God for something. But you're not asking him for the main thing that he put you on this planet to do. You haven't gone in into the secret place to say, God, why am I here? Why did you call me? What have you called me to do? What have you called me to do? What is it? Why am I here? Because here's the deal. When the books are opened, and another thing that the Lord has been challenging me on is to start thinking more. Um, on my heavenly inheritance than my earthly inheritance. God has been challenging me to think more about my heavenly riches than my earthly riches. He wants me to play the, he wants me to have this mindset of, okay, if I attain something in this planet, on this earth, Let's say if I keep only crediting my earthly account, my earthly riches, but I'm not crediting my heavenly riches, that means at the end of it all, I am going to be disappointed. That would be like, let's say you walked on the earth and you're able to accumulate a billion dollars. But let's say in heaven currency, um, in heaven, when you get to heaven, in you know, your bank account in heaven only has ten dollars. If so, he's telling me that consider your heavenly account to be more precious than your earthly account. In fact, Jesus said in one of the parts, he says, "Store up for yourself riches in heaven, where moth and rust do not corrupt." So if my focus and emphasis is on the riches here, then, then the riches in heaven, meaning how, how rich is my heavenly bank account? You know, how many prizes are waiting for me there? That should be my ultimate satisfaction, right? Now, what does that have to do with your calling? The only way you can grow your heavenly account is if you walk through your calling on the earth. That is the only way. The only way you can grow your heavenly account is if you walk in your calling on the earth. Your calling on the earth, what you've been called to do, is going to be the only way that you're going to credit your account in heaven. Because as we've seen here in Jeremiah, the Lord was telling Jeremiah that, but also, um, come on, uh, the scripture that I want, the scripture that I want, there's a scripture that I want, there's a scripture that I want, 
about your calling on the earth is going to be the only way you're going to credit your heavenly account. Um, here he says, I have put my words in your mouth. Now, yes, the scripture that I want is here in Ephesians. Do, 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 you, do you catch my drift? The only way, so all roads, all mindsets right now should be, how much credit do I have in my heavenly account? My goodness. So we have a scripture here in Colossians chapter 3, verses 2 to 10. I love what it says. It says, uh, let me try to get it in a different version here. Okay. It says, set your mind on things above not on things on the earth. So the Lord has been challenging me, says that I know you want to achieve, you want to possess certain things on the earth. And that's fair, you know, the house, whatever, all those things. But there's a higher question for you. I know you want a house, you want a car, that, that's fair. But there's a higher question for you that should be driving your motivation. And a lot of us do not really go through life factoring in our heavenly rewards. And scripture is always talking about that, about our heavenly rewards. Scripture keeps on talking about that. That's why Jesus said, set your mind on things that are about... Uh, Set your, um, let's find it. Where moth and rust do not corrupt. I believe that is here. Was he talking to the rich young ruler? I believe. Um, yes. Let us find that. That is right here where Jesus is talking about. Store up for yourself heavenly riches, not earthly riches. The rich young ruler. Yes. There is another place where Jesus talks about that. So anyways, what, what I'm trying to say is the only way you're going to credit your heavenly account is going to be by doing what the Lord has called you to do. And why is that? Do not be anxious. Um, good Samaritan. Uh, where is that? I'm trying to find that scripture. Uh, it's in Matthew. Yeah, let's, let me just quickly go here in Matthew where Jesus is telling us to where moth and rust do not corrupt. Store up for yourselves heavenly riches where moth and rust do not corrupt. Okay. Um, help me out, Holy Spirit. There's a really good place where Jesus talks about that. 
Carnival uh, Returns. Come on, Calvin. I should know where this is. Anyways. I think, was it the Summon on the Mount? Yes. Here. The Summon on the Mount. True Riches. Matthew chapter 6, verses 19. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust moth and rust does corrupt and where thieves break through and steal but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust do corrupt and where thieves do not break through nor steal for where your treasure is there will your heart be also the light of the body is the eye if therefore thine eye be single thy whole body shall be full of light but if your eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you be darkness, how great is the darkness? No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. I, I, I also want to be encouraging you to read around context. I love to read around the context of scripture in the neighborhood. You always get some other juicy stuff out of it. But the, the context, the focal point for us here is to lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust do corrupt, where neither thieves do not break through nor steal. So that has been the challenge that God has posed to me this week. And with that, with that mindset... How do you treasure, lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven? The only pathway for you to lay up treasures for yourself in heaven, because people, one, one thing that you need to realize, a lot of people think that getting to heaven is like once you've made it to heaven, that's it. Getting to heaven is, is level one. You know, for if getting to heaven is, is just the first step. So, if you get to heaven and your heavenly account has zero in it, you're going to be really sad. You're going to be really sad because it is what you have stored up in your heavenly account that the Father is going to base on to designate to you work and, um, and responsibility in the kingdom of heaven through eternity. There are rewards in heaven. And I think a lot of people are just going through life to say, man, if I can just survive here, man, I, as long as I get to heaven. No, 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 no. As long as I get to heaven, that mindset should be for the person who has been on a fast road to hell. And let's say two days before they die, they eventually give their life to Jesus Christ and they sneak into heaven. For that person... Yes, as long as I can get to heaven applies to them. But for you who has had all this runway, all this time, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50 years of walking with the Lord Jesus Christ, if all if you if all you can get, if if the mindset is if I can make it to heaven, I'm safe, you have failed. Because your time in heaven, your existence in heaven and eternity is going to be longer than your, your existence on the earth. And if your bank account on the earth is bigger than your bank account 
that you're gonna that that you're gonna use to start you know your living in heaven uh, then you know you're gonna be sad you're gonna feel cheated you are gonna feel cheated so you have we're starting off 2023 and i want to challenge you is to say let us go up to a higher realm let us ask him why am I here? What have you called me to do? Because the only way you're going to credit your account in heaven is going to be through what he has called you to do. Now, we will get back to Jeremiah. But as you see here in Colossians chapter 3, verses 2 says, Set your mind on things above, not things on the earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Think about this. What the meaning of walking in your calling means. Jesus fulfilled... I'll leave... <laughs> okay. So Jesus walked on the earth. For, for 30, uh, 33 years, 33 and a half years. But we can say he the first 30 years of his existence was understanding his calling. You know, like, you know, growing up, being trained. Then he did his ministry. Basically, he, he, it took him three years to, to start his calling and to fulfill it. In three and a half years, Someone who walked in the exactitude of his calling in three years, someone who fulfilled that was given a name that is everlasting. He has been given a name higher than any other name. And he's the one who has been rewarded in, in, in essence throughout eternity with accolades that none of us can match. But all he did was walk in the fulfillment of the Father's calling on his life in three and a half years, and he peaced out. And because of that, wherefore, Philippians chapter 2, wherefore God has also highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name that are the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in the earth and things under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Because of fulfilling his calling, he is now walking, being given a name above every other name because he fulfilled his calling this is how key fulfilling your calling is because it determines what name you're going to receive in eternity absolutely it does it does it does it does he's another he's more evidence he's more evidence uh in the book of revelation in the book of revelation here when jesus is writing gives himself a revelation to John right here. Uh, this is to the church. 
uh, where is this? To the Church of Sardis. Yes. Uh, I think it's to the church in... Yes. Mm. Is it to the church? Yeah, here. To the letter to the church in Pagamos, Revelation chapter 1, verses 17. It says, He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. To him that overcometh will I give to it of the hidden manner, and will give him a white stone, and in the stone a new name written, which no man knoweth, saying, Saving he that receives it. A new name. So Jesus has the name above every other name. What is going to be your name in eternity? Oh boy. Now, that's in Revelation. He talks about that. Go, let's go to Isaiah. That was Revelation chapter 1 verses, just in case. Uh, re, yeah, that was Revelation. No, Revelation chapter 2 verses 17. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. To him that overcomes will I give to eat of the hidden manner, and will give him a white stone, and in the stone a new name written, which no man knows, saving he that receives it. So, in eternity, we all receive a new name. Come here to the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 60. Uh, Isaiah chapter 61. Let's find that. I'm just trying to provide. I want to get you started up. Why you need to answer this question right now. Isaiah 62. And the Gentiles shall see thy righteousness and all kings thy glory. And you shall be called by a new name which the mouth of the Lord shall name. That's Isaiah chapter 62 verses 2. And the Gentiles shall see thy righteousness and all kings thy glory, and ye shall be called by a new name, which the mouth of the Lord shall name. There you go. So, because Jesus fulfilled his calling on the earth, his eternity, he's going to have the highest crown of glory. We all have crowns, but his crown carries more weight, more significance than our crowns. Now, Ephesians tells us, Ephesians chapter 2, it talks about, um, Ephesians chapter 2, okay, verse 7, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are you saved through faith and not, not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, and to good works, which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. Your calling has already been ordained, that you should walk in it. So don't you think that with all of this perspective, that one of the most critical things of this year is you should not let this year go by without settling in your heart of hearts what is it you've been called to do knowing what you've been called to do is different from now walking in the fulfillment of it 
because that that becomes how you're going to spend the rest of your days on this earth what have you been called to do once you figure that out it starts to reroute it starts to align all the other centerpieces of your life that is what we're trying to get to here you need to solve you need to answer this question this this is the year where you say you know what i can no longer move forward in life until this question is answered now once you have that peter said uh was it peter yes it was peter he said we have a more sure word but we have a more sure word of prophecy let me find that and we shall see exactly as the lord is talking to jeremiah uh, about emotional word of prophecy because sometimes I know that it's challenging for uh, a lot of people are, are trying to figure out how do you really find your calling and, and all of this sure word of prophecy let me find that sure word of prophecy yeah why do I keep missing it it's right here come on now so this was when uh they were up on the mount of transfiguration and they saw you know moses elijah they came and they're talking to jesus and all of that and they had a voice which said this is my beloved son in whom i am well pleased and this is this is the second epistle of peter chapter 1 verses 17 to around 19. Once when they had this voice, he said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And this voice which came from heaven, we heard when we were with him in the holy mount. We have also a more sure word of prophecy. Whereunto you do well that you take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn. And the day star arise in your hearts, knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation okay so he says here you have a more sure word of prophecy of your calling a sure word of prophecy it says whereunto you do well when you take heed of that as unto a light so the word of your prophecy the, the sure word of your prophecy which is the sure word of your calling will become a light that shines in a dark place the scripture also says in psalms 119 the entrance of his word brings light and also says your word is a light is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path so he's saying that whereunto you do well when you take heed it because it is as unto a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawn and the death star arise in your hearts wow so the light light gives you direction so the light that you need moving forward in this crazy world where systems are falling and failing is you need a sure word of prophecy to keep you moving forward. Now, if you're already married and you have kids, it's still not too late. 
It's not. But you have to get to a point as a family where you and your husband, you and your spouse, you and your wife say, you know what, honey? Uh, we don't know what God has called you to do. We don't know what God has called me to do. You know, have those and say, let us take until further notice. Let us invest time to find out what is it that now God has called us to do, to accomplish. What is our calling? But you're going to need a, a sure word of prophecy. You're going to need to confirm that through scripture. You are going to need to confirm it through scripture. Because scripture is the sure word of prophecy. So, already you can see here these four types, these six types of callings. Because the Lord told Jeremiah, see, I have set this, I have set, I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms. Now, this is also a word. This is to all of us. Because remember that we live in a world that is kingdom dominion. So you have kingdoms of the world. You have, king, you have the kingdoms of the world, and then you have the kingdom of heaven. You have kingdoms of darkness, you have kingdoms of light. As a child of God, you work for the kingdom of heaven, which is the kingdom of light. So light shines out of darkness, and darkness cannot comprehend it. Jesus said, who lights a light? A candle and puts it under his bed, but he puts it on top of the table. He said, you are the light of the world and the salt of the earth. So when he says that, Already, in Revelation, Jesus says that he has made us kings and priests unto our God. For what? For dominion as, as citizens and ambassadors of Christ and citizens of heaven. Our role on this planet is to bring kingdom of heaven authority, dominion and rule, which is righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Now, you see here that the Lord is saying I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms, the kingdoms of the world, the systems. This is the mantle that every Christian has to root out, to pull down, to destroy, to throw down, to build and to plant. Those are six types of callings. So you need to ask the Lord, okay, what is it that you've called me to do? To root out, to pull down, to destroy, to throw down, to build, to plant. So some of us are going to be in the calling of building, of planting. Others are called to root out, to pull down, to destroy, and to throw down. So there's already these six types of callings there. Then it says, Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Jeremiah, what seest thou? What seest thou? What seest thou? And I said, I see a rod of an almond tree. Then said the Lord unto me, Thou hast well seen, for I will hasten my word to perform it. And the word of the Lord came unto me the second time, saying, What seest thou? 
And I said, I see a, I see a, a seething pot, and the first thereof is toward the north. Anyways, um, let me see here. No, 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 no. But yeah, the first thing that I want us to focus on says, then said I, when he said him, what seest thou? So the Lord is asking you right now, what seest thou? Until you see that, and the Lord says, thou has well seen, then if you have not yet seen it, then he can't hasten his word to perform it. So here, when he says, thou seest well, he saw a word, like that word paints a picture. The sure word of prophecy of your calling, once you see that word, then he can hasten that word to perform it. Because in Isaiah 55, this is what he tells us. It says, My thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways. For as the heaven is higher above the earth, so are, you, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts are your way than your thoughts. For as the, this is Isaiah 55, verses 8 to 13. It says, For as the rain comes down on the snow from heaven and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth and maketh it bring forth and bad, that he may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. Aha, uh -huh. it shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. For you shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come up the fir tree, instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree, and it shall be to the Lord for a name. Here we go back again for a name for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. So as you're walking in this word, as he's bringing it to pass, as he's bringing it to accomplish that which he has pleased it to do, you will go out with joy and you'll be led forth with peace. Wow. You'll be led forth with peace is the reason you're not having peace right now because you're still not pivoted on the sure word of your prophetic calling. It says you'll go forth with peace, with joy. It says you'll go out with joy and you'll be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Man, people looking for people to worship them. And we have insight here that as you start walking in the word of God that he is destined, ordained for you to walk in, that mountains and hills shall break forth before you into singing. And all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Wow. What a majestic reception and acknowledgement. The nature will give you a standing ovation. The question that you need to answer is, what is my calling? You can't escape this one. And for those of us who have received the blueprint of our calling, 
the Lord is telling us, that is going to be how I'm going to guide you. That is how I will guide you. That is how I will guide you. I will hasten my word to perform it. What seest thou? Because in the book of John, it's also very clear. It says, in the beginning was the word. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. And without him was not anything that was made. In him was life. Who? God. God who? The word. So in the word was life. And the life was the light of man. In him, him who, God, God who, the word was life. So in the word was life. And in that, and that life is your light. It says, and this light will shine in the darkness. And the darkness will not comprehend it. Because as you're moving in your prophetic calling, it is your light. The word is light and the darkness will not comprehend it. Because people will be saying there's a casting down and you'll be saying there's a lifting up. If the Lord says you are meant to own, to build a real estate company, to change the housing of the of your neighborhood, if the Lord gives you a word that you're going to be, that you should start a contracting company and it's because of your practices that the neighborhood is going to be changed, that the housing market is going to be changed, even when men are saying there's a casting down, let us go to Job. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, <laughs> I love it. I'm starting myself up, by the way. As I told you guys one time, I said some of the things I say today, I've only said probably only three things that I intended to say. The rest of it has just been Holy Ghost inspired, which we love. Uh, Job chapter 5 talks about, let us find that. Job chapter 5. Is it Job chapter 5? Anyways, it says, When men shall say there is a casting down, you shall say there is a lifting up. There is a lifting up. Yeah, Job chapter 22. When men are cast down, then thou shalt say there is lifting up, and he shall save the humble person. Wow. Wow. Guys, as Christian believers, and if you're wondering how you can enter your calling, if you don't believe in, in God, simple. Make Call the Lord Jesus Christ and make him the Lord of your life and then you can start walking in the calling you know you can walk in another calling that god did not create you to do but the one that is going to credit your heavenly account because paul is telling us here keep your minds on things that are above and jesus said store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not corrupt and thieves do not break in and steal so the only way you can credit your heavenly account is by walking in the calling here on earth that is the only way that you can, because as, as long as you walk in that calling, as Ephesians tells us, it says that good works, which he has before ordained, 
that we should walk in them. Good works, which is before ordained that we should walk in them. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. So for as long as you walk in them, you're crediting your heavenly account. Now, as you're walking in these good works, different things will be made available to you. You know, the house, the car, you know, all that stuff. But our emphasis should be to focus our minds on things that are above. Set your mind on things that are above. Set your minds and keep them set on what is above, the higher things, not the things that are on the earth. So for those of us who have received our calling and have the blueprint, we have to understand that it is the, the words in that calling that are going to guide you that now the Lord is going to use to increase your spiritual womb, your spiritual capacity to start birthing your destiny. So for me, that was my challenge this week where the Lord was saying, son, you need to keep the sure word of prophecy you've received at the forefront of your eyes. I need you to calibrate your mind. That is the prescription to enlarge your territory. You know, in in uh what book first kings where jabez prays for god to enlarge his capacity where is that i believe that's in first kings let's find it first kings 4 no second kings in second kings chapter 4 no, 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 it's, it's first Chronicles, first Chronicles, yes, first Chronicles chapter four, it says, and Jabez was more honorable than his brethren, and his mother called him Jabez, saying, because I bear him with sorrow, Jabez meant pain, and Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, all that thou would bless me indeed, and enlarge my cost, that thine hand might be with me, and that you'll keep me from evil, that he may not grieve me. And God granted him that which he requested. Enlarge my cost, enlarge my territory, enlarge my capacity. Then Isaiah 54, very beautiful scripture. It talks about, uh, I like to read it from uh, NIV. It's really good, the NIV, Isaiah 54. It talks about, let me just find it here. Isaiah 54, NIV. Isaiah 54 in the NIV. I love what it says. NIV. It says, seeing barren woman, you who never bore a child, bust into song, shout for joy. You who were never in labor, because more the children of the desolate woman than of her who has a husband, says the Lord. Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent. Curtains wide. Do not hold back, lengthen your cords, strengthen your sticks, for you will spread out to the right and to the left. Your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in their desolate cities. Do not be afraid. You'll not be put to shame. Do not fear disgrace. You'll not be humiliated. You will forget the shame of your youth and remember no more the reproach of your widowhood. 
for your maker is your husband. The Lord Almighty is his name. The Holy One of Israel is your redeemer. He's called the God of all the earth. Wow. So here, the part where it says, enlarge the place of your tent, stretch your tent curtains wide, do not hold back, lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes. There's an enlargement of capacity there, of my imagination. And because, because of what the Lord told Joshua, once you receive the sure word of prophecy, then it becomes your due diligence, your duty, your sole duty to walk in what Joshua chapter 1 says. It says, This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate, Joshua chapter 1 verses 8, but you shall meditate therein day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written therein, for then you shall make your way prosperous and you shall have good success. So, the, the sure word of prophecy about my calling starts to, the more I meditate on this word, it enlarges my spiritual capacity because that's why even God, when he called Abraham, said, told him, as far as you can see, then he told him your name, changed his name to Abraham, told him, look at the stars in the sky. If you can count them, so shall, so shall thy seed be. Then he... When he gave him the line, he says, go walk the length of it and the width of it. He was trying to get him to increase his capacity, his imagination. Then that way God can start conceiving these things. Like they can start coming to, to you know, to fruition. So th that is a challenge. That is where I felt the, the, the mind of God this, you know, when I, when I was consulting with him earlier today. And he's saying a lot of you starting out this year and once again all you're going to be asking for is breakthrough 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 but how about you we, we we find out you find out what is your calling what is it that he has called you to do because this year man your heavenly account is only going to be credited with whatever you did in your calling and the more things you accomplish the ordained the good works that ordained for you to walk in them every time you do that it's almost like if you do what you were called to do here the, like your credit rating in your heavenly account is almost like a hundredfold in fact the scripture says when the seeds fell some 30 some 60 some 100 fold so the seeds of your calling that are sowed into you the more you walk in them the fruit that they bear days in fact jesus said that whoever forsakes me whoever's left mother father son daughter friends and, and all of this for myself on the gospel will receive a hundredfold in this lifetime but also in the one to come so whatever calling you full whatever part of your calling you fulfill in this earth it bears fruit a hundredfold in your heavenly account. So there's a reward system. So these two incentives is that your blessing for you to walk, to go out in joy, to be led forth with peace. 
purpose and, and pro God's provision and, and protection, all of these are going to be the rewards on this earth. But because you are doing those things and fulfilling your calling, it means you are going to also have your heavenly account credited. So it's not like you'll be like the people who will pack up here on earth. They left, they had a billion dollars, $30 billion on the earth. They were worth $30 billion. They, but man, when they get to heaven, the heavenly account will only have $10. How sad, how sad, how sad will that be? And so where personally, and this is from all the people who have kind of been able to, who the people who find their calling through scripture, I would encourage you, the scripture says in Luke chapter 24, it says, and Jesus said unto them, Luke chapter 24, verses 43 to 45, but I'll just read 44 and 45. It says, and Jesus said unto them, these are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. He, so you need God to open your mind, to open your understanding, that you might understand the scriptures, to be able to pinpoint which scriptures, you know, speak to your calling. Remember, the word says we have a more sure word of prophecy. So you're not going to find your calling through... Um, Someone standing on the pulpit and saying, someone in here has been called to do this, this, and that. That is going to be a confirmation. If the first time you hear about your calling is through an external source, it, it, it is not yet. It is not. It, the, those are confirmations. Peter said they had a voice that said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. But he says, if you don't believe that, we have even a more sure word of prophecy. So someone's, your, your pastor, your preacher, another prophet, you're not going to go to a counselor to confirm your calling. You're not going to read a self-help book. To, no, 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 no. And this is where we, we don't want to put in the work. But you have to find your calling in the word of God. Because it says in the book of Hebrews, chapter 10, verse 7, it says, Then said I, lo, I come in the volume of the book, it is written of me, to do thy will, O God. This was, then he also said this in Psalms chapter 40, verses 7. Actually, yeah. Then said I, Psalms chapter 40, verse 7 says, Then said I, Behold, I have come. In the scroll of the book, it is written of me. In the volume of the book, it is written of me. But here's how you can get to that interpretation. In Galatians chapter 2, verses 19, Paul says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. 
right? You can stop right there. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. Now, since Christ lives in me, then say I, lo, I come. Behold, I come. In the volume of the book, it is also written of you. So the word of God is not only written about Jesus Christ. It's written about Jesus Christ and all of his followers. All of us have our calling in there. So if you're looking for a certain place for your calling, start with the prophetic books. I've said this on previous episodes. Start, read Isaiah, read the book of Isaiah, read the book of Jeremiah, um, you can read the book of uh, Ezekiel. Start with those. Start with those books. Start with Jeremiah. You know, read Isaiah. Read Jeremiah. Uh, read Ezekiel. You can read part of that. You can read Daniel. So basically, all these are prophetic books. Isaiah, Jeremiah. Lamentations, Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah, and Malachi. These are all prophetic books. So you could start right there. Start in the book of Isaiah. Yes, it's got 60 chapters. Read that. Read the book of Jeremiah. You know, because it seems like it's a lot of work. But guys, let's be honest. It is more painful to continue walking through life when you don't know what you have been called to do. It is more painful because you're missing out on God's provision. You're missing out on God's perfect will. And as Christians, we need to start pulling together. We need each other. You need me to be in my calling. I need you to be in your calling. That's how we're going to edify the body, as Ephesians chapter 4 tells us. So it's bigger than, um, you know, I was fortunate that it took me about two weeks. The Lord pinpointed me to the scriptures and gave me revelation. So it took me about three weeks to find uh, where my the scriptures are pointed to my calling and to get understanding revelation then i started getting more confirmations and confirmations and confirmations and confirmation and confirmation so you know but read the prophetic books because that's a more sure word of prophecy you'll find something that will talk about what god has called you to do in those books because the word of god heaven and earth shall pass away but his word will not so I want, to, I want to challenge you to answer this question this year. Put everything aside and say, you know what? Put all the self-help books aside. This is what I had to do. I put, all, put, all the, put, all, put all the books aside. If you're going to school, fair enough. You can keep reading the, the books of your syllabus and whatever, curriculum. But open Isaiah chapter 1 and start reading. Read all 61, 65, 66 chapters. Then move on to Jeremiah. Then move on to Lamentations. Then move on to Ezekiel. Then move on to Daniel. So keep reading 
when you when you finally find whenever you find the answer you can stop and then you can start listening for confirmations and it's very interesting that the moment you find the sure word of prophecy confirmations will start coming in from the outside to confirm the word that you have heard but the problem is that a lot of us go out to get the external word a prophetic utterance from the outside and then want God, you know, to confirm it on the inside. No, 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 no. It's the other way around. It starts from the inside, from the word of God. Then prophetic utterances can start coming in. And if they don't point to that calling, then those are not your prophetic utterances. Those are for somebody else. That's how this works. So just as I was challenged this week to put the forefront scriptures of the blueprint of my calling to bring them to the forefront to meditate about them because that's what god is going to use to expand my capacity and to tell me where to go and where not to go likewise i want to challenge you to answer this question as soon as possible by faith say lord i honestly do not know what i've been called to do and i need your help reveal it to me it's in your word. Ask and you shall receive. Knock and the door will be open. Seek and you shall find. Once again, this was Unplugged. We hope this episode blessed your heart. Your host for today was Calvin Cabanda. Thanks for listening and see you on the next episode. Sela. Sela.